Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're going to talk about hexes, curses, and psychic attacks. And we're lucky enough to have Katrina Raswold here with us. Katrina is the author of over 29 metaphysical books. And her newest book, Uncrossing, Identifying Healing from Hexes, Curses, and Psychic Attacks, which is recently released. She also pens the popular fictional series, The Seven Sisters of Avalon. Uh, Katrina was born in the hills of Kentucky and raised among folk magic. She studied the magical arts all over the world before settling into her current home in California. She has lectured all over California at the major fairs and festivals and currently offers online and in-person classes. She and her husband, Eric, are co-creators of CUSP, which is Climbing Up the Spiritual Pathways, and are co-authors of the Bio-Universal Energy Series. Eric and Katrina own Crossroads Metaphysical Store in Jingle Springs, California, and together they have had six, six children. They didn't have six adult children. <laughs> they had six children who are now adults and who have they, they have let loose out in the world. So welcome to the show, Katrina. I'm so glad to have you here. Katrina, one of the most um, really people are, are into right now is, am I under psychic attack? Has somebody cursed me? Has somebody cursed the world, you know? So, um, and you have been working as a witch mm-hmm. for how many years Wow. I started around, um, I'd say around 40 years ago, mm-hmm. as far as practicing. And I've been working proactively with other people doing spell work for them, cleansings for them for around 20 years. And you you do as a psychic, I, I do the same thing that you talked about in your book. You came in innocent. You did not want to believe that there were psychic attacks and curses and all of these. And I didn't either, you know, but I I can see it. And and I can't deny what I can see. So I can see where there is another entity at work here. There's something else going on here. So tell me how you came to it. And I don't know if you want to get into the difference between witches and Wicca. I don't know if you want to address that sure, or not. Sure, I can do all of that. Okay. So I I did work as a Wiccan for many years and absolutely loved it. As we began to develop CUSP, Wicca became, I don't want to say I outgrew it, but I went a different path. And uh, my husband was also Wiccan at the time. We're talking 25 years ago. And we felt frustrated that there was that, and we love the ceremony of Wicca. We love how beautiful Wicca is, but we needed something that applied to our life today. Now, Mm -hmm. something that was actionable beyond 
ceremonial and reverence to the energies. And so we channeled down cusp, which actually uh, gives you a framework and a structure for creating positive change in your life. Now, that being said, I love Wicca. Wicca is an actual religion as opposed to a folk magic. Mm-hmm. And so it's um, a small part of witchcraft. Most witches in the world now and throughout history practice what we would just call witchcraft. Uh, so Wiccans are witches, but not all witches are Wiccans, if right. that makes any sense. The way that I describe it to people is that uh, witchcraft is an umbrella like Protestantism or Christianity, Mm -hmm. and Wicca is one of those little branches that falls under the umbrella. Right. So, Um, what I do is more of a folk magic witchcraft. And before I, we go further, would you explain CUSP a little bit better? You explained it to me before mm-hmm. we got on the radio. Sure. What CUSP does is um, you really start in December. So this is a perfect time where you and I are right now to start looking into it. But you can join in any time. And you follow the eight Sabbaths of the witches throughout the year. That's the equinoxes and the high holidays and the solstices. And you have an activity both in ritual and in your your mundane life that supports a certain goal that you plant in the spring. So basically, you're planting big goals in the spring to harvest in the fall. Mm-hmm. And so these are the big asks. These are not things like uh, I need to get my light bill paid or uh, my car is broken. I need a new transmission. Th- these are things like I need a new home. I need a different job. I need a partner. I need to um, I need better health. Things that you really are going to put a lot of time and effort into making right. Mm-hmm. And this gives you that divine support to what you're doing. There's a whole process through that year where you make your list of what you would like to change. You submit it to your higher power and say, look, I may not be seeing all of the angles of this. Is this a good idea or is it not? You get confirmations and redirects on that. And then you plant and then you fertilize for mm-hmm. Beltane. And then you begin to see your, your results along about summer solstice when you would see crops in the field. And then you harvest in the fall. Wow. And then you finish your year off at Samhain on October 31st. And then you rest for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you start the process again at Yule of give me the spark of inspiration. When the, when the fire comes back to the sky through the sun, Give me that spark so I know what to plant next year. I love that. (laughs) It's been very successful for us. I've got to say, and not many people get to say this. My husband and I live the life we always wanted to live. That's great. That's great. You know, I always wanted to have a metaphysical store. I've got one now. I run it with somebody I really love and admire. What's the name of it? I love to teach. I get to teach, you know, so we do. We do what we want to do. And what's the name of your metaphysical store? Crossroads Metaphysical Store. So the it's name of your Shingle book. Springs, in Shingle Springs, California, and right. it's uh, crossroadsoccult.com. Fabulous. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and if they can participate with you in the cusp, 
and doing cusp? They can. We only have local rituals right now, but it is practiced worldwide because we were a military family. Mm-hmm. So as we were having open rituals all over the world, people would participate and learn about it themselves, learn to practice it themselves. And then they began to do rituals and take it out in the world. We wrote the CUSP book, which is called CUSP, A New Way to Walk an Old Path, back in 2013. Mm -hmm. And it has done very well. We get a lot of sales on that. So it's been out there for a long time. I mean, it sounds great. I love the um, concept of it, really. I might have to pick up your book. (laughs) We've really enjoyed it. And like I said, we needed something that made sense to us. Mm -hmm. And of course, as a lot of us genetically come from groups of people throughout our ancestors that were agriculturally based. Mm -hmm. And so woven into our DNA, we have that adherence to the agricultural guidelines and and times of the year that are important. And so following that really puts you into the zone. Mm -hmm. You're following the cycles that are natural to you. And so it, uh, it works pretty well for creating positive change. Sometimes it takes a couple of years to get what you want, but hasn't failed me yet. And the times I didn't get what I wanted, I was shown why that was not a Mm -hmm. good thing for me. Well, given a structure to it, I think is so helpful. I mean, most most people are doing um, their ceremonies or whatever without enough of a structure, I think. It's almost like throwing it out there and hoping it comes back. So to have a and you know, I never was into that spaghetti that kind of throw <laughs> throw against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of magic. I'm a Virgo. I need a plan. Yeah, yeah. Plan helps. <laughs> Definitely plan yes. helps. So, what brought you into believing in psychic attacks? Because it, you went a long time where you really didn't want to go to that yeah. side of the, you know, of energy, really. Well, decades ago, when I was a baby witch, I was very immersed in the Wiccan practice. And of course, along with Wicca comes the idea of harming none. And Mm -hmm. so I really believed that people out there in the world were too afraid of threefold law and of uh, the golden rule and what bounces off of me sticks to you, that nobody actually really as we put it, stirred the cauldron, poked the doll. Okay, and, I'm going to stop you because yeah. some of my readers don't know what the threefold law is. When And it, it gets crossed several uh, different religions, but in mm-hmm. fact, it's in the Bible, bread thrown on the water of life comes back to you threefold. But the idea is that whatever you do comes back to you times three. Mm-hmm. Now, I interpret that differently than most people. Most people think that if you hit somebody in the head with a hammer, you're going to get hit in the head with a hammer three times as hard. (laughs) To me, what it means is that when we do something, it affects us in our mind, our body, and our spirit. To me, those are the three. Mm -hmm. And I really believed naively that that was enough that most people weren't going to go there, that they would not use their energy to actively harm another person. And that was really dumb of me. 
because it showed how unaware I was of what's happening out there in the world. And there are absolutely people who will psychically attack somebody and not think twice about it. And that's just the deliberate stuff. We've also got people that are so rampantly negative Mm-hmm. That there's an impact on the, the people around them, like, like secondhand smoke. And we've got people that will are so angry all the time that they affect strangers. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's another way we're traumatized. We get psychically attacked when someone is abusive to us. Mm-hmm. And that leaves an imprint on our spirit that sometimes will stay there until you take it out. And that was an eye opening to me that it, it and you have uh, different kinds of psychic attacks. One of them is incidental, and that is using the um, the heightened emotion or the rage sometimes, you know, that that is actually a psychic attack. I think that any time your energy escapes your bubble and has a negative effect on somebody else, that that's a psychic attack. Does it have to be that's negative? That's how I see it. And there are people... I'm sorry, does it have say to that be again? negative? Does it have to be negative or I, can it be I a think, happy... I think to qualify as an attack, to, to qualify as an attack, I would say negative mm-hmm. for something to be interpreted as an aggression or an attack. Um, and so, you know, even road rage when, I mean, it's amazing how angry people get in their cars at strangers. Mm -hmm. And so somebody's in your blind spot, you merge over, not, not knowing that they're there and they swear at you and a huge bolt of anger comes from them to you. And they don't remember it 10 minutes later, but you're in a, an uncomfortable mood for the rest of the day. How long can you carry that for? I have old. people, oh, you can carry it for a very long time. I've got people that still have traumas from their childhood mm-hmm. and things their parents said that were, were an attack that they carried with them. But what, so, a stranger... Uh, Um, Would you carry a stranger's attack like that with you? I think so, because I think it has residual impact on your spirit, no matter where it came from. Mm -hmm. And it's like sludge. I I equate this to going to the dentist. You know, if it's a part of good spiritual hygiene to to be cleansed, to have a spiritual cleansing, Uh, you know, we can do things like take ritual baths and, um, use different types of smokes to clear the energy around us. But every now and then we need to go to a professional and get a deep cleaning and, and really get things aligned inside of us so that we're nice and clean and then go back out into the world. Somebody who doesn't go to a professional, or there are a lot of people who don't believe in any energy work at all. What happens Mm -hmm. to them? I mean, um, does there, guide or garden angel clean them out or you know somebody's got to be cleaning them out i feel like yeah you know i what i think happens there are so many ways that we can get cleaned out you know the things i do are one way but even seeing a good therapist 
mm-hmm. helps to purge out trauma and, and release that the power of speech is very important and mm-hmm. being heard and feeling heard and, and validated helps to heal and to cleanse out uh, pain and difficult situations. Taking a shower. If you take a shower and imagine, even as a non-energy practitioner, that this water is washing away your pain or washing away your anger or frustration, that will help. There are things people naturally do to help cleanse that away. And if you are a believer in energy and seek out additional care, all the better. But that's something that keeps them from, I think, overloading. And I think a lot of people who don't know how to manage those external feelings really do struggle, especially if they don't have an avenue of knowing about energy and working with that. I think that would be a big problem to be able to um, to carry all that completely unaware. But then again, you've got the higher spirit who is very well aware of the kind of psychic hits you've had. Um, or you're having, you're currently having. You know, before we go on, though, I want to take a break here. And um, and when we come back, I want to talk about the different, psych- not only psychic attacks, but you talk about hexes, curses, psychic attacks, and the, and the crossing. And I want to kind of go back into what are the differences. So we'll take a break now. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, and we're back with Katrina Rasbold. We're talking about her book, Uncrossing, which is identity which is to identify, cleanse, and heal from hexes, curses, and psychic attacks. Um, I want to go backwards a little bit. We were talking about psychic attacks, but I want to go backwards a little bit and talk about the difference between 
uh, hexes and curses and what they are. And also crossings. You say, actually, it's a Southern term that is used. So what is the difference between hexes, curses, psychic attacks, and crossings? So psychic attacks are a general term for all of it. If, Mm -hmm. Like I was saying, if somebody uses their energy to adversely affect another person, that's considered a psychic attack, whether it's deliberate or not. And Mm -hmm. so a curse is more deliberate and very elaborate. A curse is something where you take your ritual area and tools specifically with the intention of harming or impeding or affecting another person. And sometimes curses can be generational. A lot of us now are dealing with curses that come through our DNA from our ancestors. And so that's something that, uh, that does come up from time to time. We don't have as much casting of family curses or DNA curses as we used to, but we still have the effects because those were orchestrated to go down family lines for a period of time. And the problem with family curses is you never know what the metric was. And they would think this stuff out, diagrams and (laughs) and specific flowcharts and Venn diagrams as to, okay, this is going to affect the oldest son of of each generation, Mm. or this is going to affect the middle daughter will be infertile every single generation, or none of your daughters are going to be able to find husbands. It'll just, and it's really specific. And that's where a lot of people find out that they're adopted or that their daddy isn't who they thought they were. Cause why doesn't little Jimmy have the curse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So curses are really specific, really documented, really direct as to what this is going to do to you. So then we go to before um, you leave that, though, that's some serious hate going on there. You got to be really pissed off. Right. Right. And you're channeling all that anger into a specific design to take down not only people, but their lineage coming after them. If it's a family curse or if it's just a a one-on-one curse, you are documenting all the things that's going to go poorly with them. And what's interesting is that Psalms in the Bible has Mm -hmm. some of the most hateful curses you will ever come across. You mentioned one in your book. I Uh, do. Yeah. Which one is that? I believe it was the 109th, if I remember I know there was a nine in there. Yeah. What is that psalm? Oh, boy. It goes into... Your mother will forget about you and your father's name will be erased from history and you're going to have explosive diarrhea. Your children will curse your name and it goes on and on and on. It's very aggressive. Now, somebody who puts that out, what happens to them? Is, Is there a blowback on this kind of thing? Yes and no. Now, I'm talking about what I see in my practice. Other people have different experiences. I do not see an eye for eye blowback. I don't see a three times as much blowback. What I see is that each person has certain 
behaviors that they know is out of line mm-hmm. or they suspect they ought not be doing. And when we engage in behaviors that we know are questionable, our spirits respond. And I believe that that's when we get what you would call a blowback or some type of response in our lives. I also know that there are certain concepts that when you invoke them, as one of my mentors would put it, they splatter. Mm -hmm. One of those is justice. If you invoke justice into a situation, you'd better have your ducks in a row. Because justice comes in and gets very busy all around where it lands. It doesn't Mm -hmm. just direct to the target. It's a concept. It's an energy that comes in. Which is the throw stones at glass houses kind of thing. Correct. Right. (laughs) The other one that gets really busy is the concept of death. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that in the book. Yeah. So when you invoke death, even the death of your job, the death of your prosperity. Death doesn't like to be on a leash. So when you bring death into play, you're playing with fire. That's a tough one. Mm. So those two, I would say justice and death are probably the ones that bounce back the most. But as far as whether you are going to get into trouble for doing a breakup spell on somebody I would say that depends on whether or not you know you shouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. And some people find this, which you mentioned in your book, that there's no accountability. They're hidden. You know, nobody can see what they're doing and they don't feel in any way accountable for what they are doing. You are so right. And there's a druid named John Beckett, who I love. He writes for Pathios Pagan. and He's also written several books for Llewellyn. And John says, don't do someone, don't do anything to a person magically that you wouldn't do to them mundanely. Mm -hmm. So if you would not work to break up somebody by spreading lies or rumors about them or uh, creating hardship for a couple in, in mundane life, don't do a breakup spell on them. Right. So how does that work? Does anybody listen? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, they don't. Uh, Most of my spell work that I do for people involves somebody wanting to control somebody else in some way. Mm -hmm. And that's your least effective spell work every single time. The amount of energy required to cause somebody to change how they think and change their behavior is huge. Or to dominate their free will is really what it is. Exactly. And so to not only create that, but maintain it is, is um, it's, it's almost impossible. Now, to oh. maintain it means that you have to, so it'll wear out because of the resistance coming at it. Actually wear out. All magical work has an expiration date on it. And that's because the human spirit can only generate and channel so much energy Mm -hmm. at a time. And so if you do the candle spell or you do some little ritual or something, you are bringing down a huge amount of energy into it, both yours and your divine energy, whatever you're working with. Mm -hmm. And you're investing that much energy into this spell work. 
And that energy will not last forever. It's going to die off. And eventually that person is going to revert to their organic thinking. And you don't want that to be while you're at the altar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going back to those generational guys. How did they maintain that? And, you know, and through generations, because they're overwhelming the free will of the spirit that comes in and wants to have a nice life. Or so remember the energy thing, whatever. Yeah, that much rage. Yeah, yeah. Their rage is so extreme that it can just carry on and on and on. And so, yeah, the uh, the generational curses are not that common. I probably see oh four or five in a hundred. Mm-hmm. So it's Be not that many, though. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 And um, what is does it look different to you when you are working with it? It do you does. Know it's generational. It's a specific formation when I'm doing an egg cleansing that forms mm-hmm. on the egg that okay. it's very distinctive and can't be mistaken for anything else. And so everybody will ask, well, once you take that generational curse off of me, is my whole family fixed? And no, it's not like I killed the head vampire or something. (laughs) Well, that's what I want, though. (laughs) Yeah, it went down that family line. So it really has to. That's like saying, you know, if, if cancer runs in our family and you heal me as everybody else healed no we've got to get in there and fix everybody to get that get that removed and uh so that's that's that part is is the cursing is really personal and high powered and a big thing now the person who did that which is generations back mm -hmm. um their their offspring and and their offspring's offspring they have no knowledge of this no Right. Nobody knows that person's long dead, probably, because I it would really surprise me to meet somebody from from our living lifetime Mm -hmm. who has cast a generational curse. I also think that in in days prior, because our energy was not so divided into Mm -hmm. specific uh, vocations. Yeah. And into social media and into all of the things that have our attention right now. I believe that we had stronger energy than 100 years ago, 200 years ago. We certainly had more time to chart this out and really get into it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that that also influences the durability of those spells because they didn't have as much to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so they could put a lot more of their time and energy into feeding that curse. And it's said even that Elizabeth Woodville cursed Richard the third, that he would, that his, um, his sword arm would wither. And apparently she was very good at what she did. And it so, did, huh? Yeah. Yep. So that's curses. Hexes are not friendlier but they're lighter, they're more personal, they're in the moment, they're acts of passion, mm-hmm. they're, you know, screw you, <laughs> just, you right, know, right. all of the things even that we say in jest, mm-hmm. can be very pointed. 
and can have an impact even if we don't mean them to, because in our language somewhere, there is a context in which that is an attack. Can you give an example of that? Um, you know, when we speak to our friends, mm-hmm. we often say in jest, very, what well, could be very hurtful things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they'll let anybody in here. Oh, yeah. I you know, know. I mean. yeah. Or referring to each other affectionately mm-hmm. by words that would be considered objectionable. Mm-hmm. And, and even just like F you or screw you or whatever, you know, people might be saying, you right. know, those have an impact. Mm-hmm. And treating everybody around us that we care about with respect and not even jovially throwing those words out there helps keep them better protected. Words have so much power. Yeah. And we're so unaware. We are. We're saying, um, how about thoughts? You know, so maybe you're not saying it, but you're thinking it. (laughs) It Depends on how hard you're thinking it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, sometimes you're thinking it pretty hard. And now with the masks we're all wearing, you know, some people are actually mouthing it behind the mask. (laughs) Well, one thing to think about that, that I'm seeing here in the shop and in my practice that a lot of people have given voice to, but I really am just convinced of. Do you know how there's people who are poor mm-hmm. and they're used to being poor and they're good at being poor, like they're old poor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I come from a lifetime of poor. Mm-hmm. And so they're good at it. They know to shop at the grocery outlet. They don't go to the thrift stores. They know how to, you know, save money. Navigate and it. then you get yeah. the new poor who are people who are used to having plenty of money, mm-hmm. but suddenly they're disadvantaged and they don't know how to manage it. Yeah. So it's worse for them in some ways. So mm-hmm. with that concept in mind, right now, as of the last two years, we have literally millions of people who are new empaths. Mm-hmm. So yes. they're not normally empathic. They don't normally feel other people's feelings. They don't normally respond to energy in any way mm-hmm. other than subconsciously. And yet, because our herd is at risk, you know, we have a disease out there killing people. We have political political turmoil where people are attacking each other. So people are much more defensive. And since we've got that herd risk, all of the little gazelles are like, what just happened? What just happened? They're all on high alert because there was a danger to the species. Mm. And so all of a sudden, everybody's more empathic and they don't know how to manage it. Just like the rich people who got poor, you know, all of a sudden they don't know how to deal with having the emotions of other people inside them. I feel like we're looking at a whole generation of, of kids that are totally out of body. Empathic. They're getting slammed by every energy that comes along with no idea of, of what to do. There's so many people that are scared mm-hmm. for what it, for so many reasons. And yeah. that is an energy that permeates everything. And uh, that there's an impact of that generationally, there's an impact of all of that fear being out there, all of that anger being out there, all that distrust being out there. Right. 
We're going to take a break right now. And when I come back, when we come back, I want to talk about how psychic attacks can feed on fear. And then we have to go in right away because we'll run out of time and we need this. How to fix this? What to do? So we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit AViewThroughTheVeil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, we're back with Katrina Grasbold, and we are talking about her book, Uncrossing, where we are talking about... Um, Hexes, curses, psychic attacks. And we were talking about how fear will feed psychic attacks or psychic attacks feed on fear would be the better way to talk about that, I think. You're so right. And, you know, like we were saying, there's so much fear right now. And people are reactionary right now. And people, especially on social media, feel like what they say and do has minimal impact. And yet, think about how you feel when, you, when someone attacks you in a comment or comes at you on social media. We have huge impact. And that creates fear, the fear of being authentic, the fear of speaking your truth. That's a kind of a psychic attack in and of itself. And so the fear is really strong out there right now. And when we're cursed or when we have entities inside of us that have grown out of curses, hexes, or crosses, they love fear. Fear makes them bigger. Fear really increases the damage that they can do because a person who's fearful is not empowered. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do we do about all of this? You know, when we're, well, first, let me back up a little bit. This, this, these attacks can come through social media. Absolutely. So that energy can, can hit you through social media. Also, what's the best way to attack somebody with a photograph? And so uh-huh. Facebook is the best friend of a witch. Instagram is the best friend of a witch. Because if you need to, if you did want to attack somebody or influence them in some way, find their Facebook, find their Instagram, get a great picture of them, and you can connect with them. 
That's terrifying. It is. And <laughs> that is right true. there is terrifying. My God. Very true. So how would you fix it? You would, first of all, take audit, take inventory of your life and how you're letting those energies get in. The thing is that when, I can speak from experience, when your house is burning down, you don't stand in the house and wonder how the fire started, you get out. So, mm-hmm. so the first thing we want to do is get everybody safe. This means that we have a really nice cleaning that happens with you, either professionally or you can get different herbal baths to take to help cleanse you out using sprays like Florida water to help get you nice and clean, grounded back into your body. And then after you've done that, you can use things like uh, bracelets with black stones. I've got a little... um, onyx and basalt bracelet that I wear. I wear a lot of obsidian uh, just to get the black on me because black absorbs and we call it negativity sucking. It just brings the, the negativity right out of you and into the black stone to give back to mother earth. How do you clean that then? If, if, if let's say you wear a black bracelet that day, do you clean that every night? Not every night. If it starts to feel like it's struggling and I can kind of feel it's getting full, I'll mm-hmm. put it on a selenite slab and oh, okay. that helps it. I can put it out in the moonlight. I can bury it for a day or two underground and that will clean it all out. But the black is almost self-cleaning. It has this wonderful connection to Mother Earth who just takes it all away. The way dirt will correct clean. That's yeah. right. So that helps get you safe and clean. And then we start looking at those concepts I talked about, which is how is this energy getting to you? What can you do? I used to teach a class called Uncrossing the Art of Unscrewing Your Life, because it really (laughs) is about creating safe space around you so that you don't have people around you who are creating these outcomes for you. And this, some of this is self-crossing or self uh, psychic attacks. We can curse ourselves all the time. We're a good, good example too, of right? that is you <laughs> run into something and you go, oh, my God, I'm so clumsy. Mm. You know, you just affirmed that you're clumsy. It's like in the old days, back when the, the earth was cooling and the dinosaurs were roaming and you and I took typing classes, we would type and type and type, get three quarters of the way down the page, doing great, make one mistake. And then it's all over. We're going to make a mistake every other word we type. Yeah, know, once yeah. we tell ourselves you're clumsy, we're more clumsy. Once mm-hmm. we say I'm hideous, we see ourselves as more unattractive. We curse ourselves all the time. And these are psychic attacks and curses, self-cursing, really. Yes. Yeah. So we have to start with listening to ourselves, paying attention to ourselves, and then looking at who's in, who's around us. Mm-hmm. who's in Honoring our ourselves, yeah. loving ourselves and respecting ourselves enough to say, you know what? You might be my mom. You might be my sister. You might've been my friend since kindergarten. But when I walk away from you, I feel exhausted. When I walk away from you, my spirit doesn't feel good and clean I feel like I just had a load of bricks put onto me. And that's a way to figure out if right. they are not good for you. How do you, how feel, you feel when you're leaving? When you're walking away. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes it easier. It does. Because sometimes you, you're in that situation, speaking for myself, and you get into, is it me or them? If you're even aware. And that's more self-cursing. 
Mm-hmm. Because it's saying, I don't trust my instincts that are telling me that this is a problem. And yeah. so what happens is we don't have to have a big breakup dance that we do and say, mom, I'm not going to see you anymore because you make me feel bad when I leave. All you do is just widen the dancing distance a little bit. When I was growing up and we'd go to dances, you know, there'd be ladies that came around and tell us to leave room for Jesus when we were dancing. (laughs) The old Catholic thing. (laughs) You're dancing too close. You got to leave room for Jesus. And so that's what you do is you just reestablish the dancing distance with people that cause you hardship when you're with them, energetic hardship, or there are a lot of labor, a lot of emotional labor, Mm -hmm. you got to push that stuff back. You know, we are not necessarily here to carry the emotional work and labor of somebody else. Yeah. And we need to be able to love ourselves that much. And how do we clean out? So let's say if it is our mother or sister, we're not going to have a divorce from our family. So, and we, we maintain a little bit more distance but we need to clean out as well. And we also start with good, effective shielding when we're going into a difficult situation. Thanksgiving's coming, folks. It is right <laughs> around the corner. And so my one of the girls here at the shop, Gladys, our medium, makes uh, this empath grounding and protection spray that's unbelievable. It's like a hamster bo- bubble that you're, or hamster ball you're rolling around in. <laughs> and what I'll do if I'm going into a scary situation is I'll spray that stuff right up in the air, just like pss, 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 and let it mm-hmm. rain down on me. And as it comes to me, I'm protected. Uh, you know, I picture angels on each side of me, like the vanguard coming in with me. Okay. You know, nobody's going to hurt me. I'm okay. So you so take preventative measures. So they can't get the energy, can't make it into your space. Right. Can't attack you. And then after you're done, you take a nice ritual bath, even getting into your hot tub, throw some limes and lemons in there, a little bit of (laughs) rosemary and just And in your book, you have some recipes on how to make the baths, the cleansing baths and all. I want to talk about especially the egg. Oh, the egg. Yeah. So that usually is done with a professional, although a person can, you're not going to harm yourself by doing it yourself, but it's kind of like trying to tickle yourself. It's just not as effective as if somebody else is doing it. The egg is a living cell in theory. This is our working theory, or it had potential to become a living thing. This is old too. This is a very old. Oh, this um, is hoodoo. This is buharia. This is uh, Celtic practice, eggs are often used to pull stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so we blow into the egg, not with it punctured, still a whole raw egg, blow it, at it. I'm going to back up a little bit. This has to be room temperature egg. It does you have don't to take it out of your refrigerator. And- the things inside of us are stupid, but they're not that stupid. <laughs> if they, they know if they're going into 40 degrees that this yeah, is not they're a not going. Right? <laughs> and so what we'll do if we have to do an emergency cleansing and we didn't pull eggs out of the fridge is we put them in our bra and that kind of. <laughs> you know, tuck them in there to get all nice and warm. Now why, how about if they pick up your energy? We didn't blow on it. That's what oh, personalizes it. So that's so important. It. Yeah. Right. The breath going to the egg is what gives it the life temporarily. Mm-hmm. And then you just rub it like mad all over the person, skin to skin if you can, but clothes are okay. I mean, just really get in there and scrub the person down with the egg 
that got blown on by that person. I was going to say, let's back up a little bit. So we take it out. We let it warm up mm-hmm. and then and then you spray. Yeah, you on. spray some Florida water or any type of sacred spray on it. And then, you know, they're going to blow on it really hard. And then the another person preferably is going to rub it all over you because they can reach all your spots better. Right. Or you just rub it all over yourself and then break it into a little canning jar and close it off. Canning jar of water with water. Okay, and that water, is that uh, prepared in any way? We, we spray more of that sacred spray into the water. And that makes it a blessing. A it blessed makes it blessed water. water. It does. Okay. So and then, that contains it. And then as you break that egg into the water, um, what happens? What happens is that the egg is going to take on configurations and those shapes within the egg will show you if there's a curse, if there's a crossing, which is just the incidental things that we pick up. If there's big trauma bubbles, uh, you know, sometimes you can see that the person has spirit guides around them. And of course, we're putting a tight lid on that jar because otherwise the things are just going to come back out again. And so we basically got what was in the person trapped in the jar. Mm hmm. And that tells us not what's wrong with the person. It tells us what was wrong with the person 10 minutes ago before You've we did taken the it out. Mm-hmm. And that, that energy recognized the egg as a living cell and was going into the egg because it believed it to be a living cell. Right. So what happens is Barbara's been carrying around these crosses or cursings, curses, for you know months or years or however long it was. So to them, you're kind of a chewed up piece of gum. They've already messed <laughs> with your vitality. They've already messed with your good health, messed with your relationships there. And you're kind of tired in here and tasteless. Mm-hmm. Nothing so we got more to the, play with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now we got the egg that you blew on. Oh, look, this tastes like Barbara. And, but it's mm. nice, fresh, new meat. And so they go to that. Okay, got thinking it. that it's it's a new part of you they didn't explore yet, and then we say "boah ha ha" and put the lid on, and they're stuck in there. Now you have, I know you have a YouTube channel, and I didn't get a chance to go there to take a look. But on the YouTube channel, you show different configurations of the eggs and mm-hmm. of the egg and what it means. I do, I do, and my YouTube channel is. YouTube.com slash Katrina Raspold. And there are a lot of videos on there. Great. Well, great. And a lot of candle magic and mirror box spells and all kinds of different spell works. And sometimes people, well, first of all, sometimes you have to do it more than once. Sometimes they're carrying more energy that made it into the egg. And the egg, and according to your book, the egg can break from too much energy. Sometimes it does. And we uh, sometimes consider when I'm training a new healer, that to be a rite of passage is, you know, you know, you've really made it when you break an egg on a client. (laughs) Yeah, that's a rough one way to do it. How's the client take it? We've got one one of our students (laughs) who's learning. He's he's already up to master healer is a cop. And Mm. so you can imagine the level of exposure. He has to negativity all day long. Wow. Yeah. And. That poor guy has had, I think, three different eggs break on him. We're practicing <laughs> on him. We just know that 
Yeah. He's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that's weird. <laughs> and so sometimes you have to go ahead and do it over with them till you get it all out. Right. And you can tell by the way it breaks in the water. OK, we're done. We're yeah. Done. yeah. You can just tell. And also just working energetically with the person, you can feel when there are levels of condensed energy in the body or where something needs to move or this ought not be there. We just do a really good final check to make sure that the client's nice and clean before we send them out in the world. Now, that being said, if I put a little girl in a pretty Easter dress and send her outside and she jumps in a mud puddle, she's going to get messy again. Right. Some so of them I, do. Some of yeah. them miss, the, you know, feel like they're, you know, they had this taken out of them and they miss it. Mm-hmm. They do. There's that feeling of familiarity. And also, you know, you know, a lot of times that you're sending a person back to an abusive relationship. Oh, yeah. That they're not going to leave. And so you just clean them up. You like Burgess Meredith pushing Rocky back out into the ring. Right. You you get them all clean and (laughs) off you go. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd love to keep going. This is all in your book. And you can use step by step, um, teach people how to do this, how they can do it. Although there are times you do refer them to professional. Mm -hmm. But I want um, you I want to make sure we have time that you tell everybody where to get hold of you. If you need to contact me, you can find me at crossroadsoccult.com. And a lot of people that uh, contact the store want to talk to me, and I don't do telephone consults. They can talk to my husband, Eric. He's very savvy on everything I do and what we do here at the store, but I don't do phone consults. I'm very accessible by email, and if you go to crossroadsoccult.com and click on contact, it's going to go straight to me. That's great. Okay, and if you need to get hold of me, or actually, if you want to get hold of Katrina through my website, I am aviewthroughtheveil.com, or you can email me at aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Thanks so much for being on here. I am fascinated by this, and I am now going to take my egg out of the refrigerator and warm it up. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks so much, and have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.